just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. You go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> it's Matty and Patty! Coast to coast! Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs and the Tribe and not so much the Browns. Uh, so if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, you have come to the right place. In New York, this is world champion Pat McMenamin. From San Francisco, I'm joined by fellow world champion Matt Younger. Say hello, champion. Hello, champ. <laughs> now, a little pep in our step today, huh? A little pep in our step. We haven't potted this this, this frequently. This is like oh. once, twice, twice in one week, two Sundays in a row. Is, I mean, what, we haven't done this since the finals, I think. Right? I I think you're right. Pretty, oh my god, this isn't the. Why am I? Why, why? Why are we doing this, Matt? This is very exciting times, Patty. Something happened. Something big something, happened. Something good happened. Something unexpected. As you and I, if we were at the point last week, our diagnosis was straight up just changing. Diagnosis murder. Diagnosis murder. <laughs> uh, as to what can fix the calves, uh, our only hope was changing the DJ, uh, and then Colby Altman went and. Totally redeemed himself. Oh, my God. Wow. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Now, maybe we temper our enthusiasm, Patty, or are we just going with this? There's plenty of time to do that, Matty. But let's not start out of the gate with tempering enthusiasm. That's not how you do the podcast. we got to get people excited about this. I'm willing to be unbridled (laughs) in my enthusiasm. I need you to be a little unbridled for the moment. But, like, just – the way that rolled out, I remember seeing the first trade being like, oh, nice. Nice. We got rid of IT. That's amazing. And, oh, I like Nance. And, oh, Clarkson's supposed to be pretty good, isn't he? That's a, that's a good piece. And I kept reading about how neither of them shoot threes. And I kept, you know, reading more. And I started to get a little bit nervous about, you know, I hated to lose uh, um, Fry. That was that was a bummer. Although I love his uh, his Instagram on the way out. Classic Fry. If you go 0-6, you're going to trade your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and just as I was trying to like figure out whether I liked that trade or not, all of a sudden I saw that there had been two more trades, and all of a sudden we had Rodney Hood and George Hill joining too. It was nuts. I, I couldn't even keep track of it. No, it was it was insane. I actually was in a meeting, Patty, on Thursday at the beginning of the day here. Nothing had happened. I was totally incommunicado for an hour and a half, and I came out and the whole fucking world had blown up. <laughs> I mean, six players traded in one day. The last time that had happened was in 2008 with – do you know who did that trade? Uh, who were we in 08? Was that Chris Grant? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It was, it was uh, Danny Ferry? Danny Ferry. Danny Ferry and the Cavs trading for uh, – That was when Ben Wallace came in and Wally Zerbiak. Zerbiak, yep. Larry Hughes went out. Daniel Marshall went out. I can't, I can't even remember who else we got oh, in those wow. deals. That was wild. Another one of those like uh, uh, buyer's remorse trades that kind of turned. Uh... Oh, I was furious about that trade. I remember. Yeah, well, because you hate Ben Wallace, and I do too. But... Hated Ben Wallace, but it helped us at the time. So, well, listen, we had a nice big test today against the Celtics. Uh, I mean, again, it's one game. The the best part of games like these is that we were all expecting, you know, nothing, right? It's the first time all four of these new players that came in played. We weren't expecting anything big. And oh, I Patty, was, Patty, sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm sorry, you know, 
the big the, the Ben Wallace trade we were just referencing, you know who else we got in that? Who else? Uh, Joe Smith is one, but a, a certain Delonte West also Delante came West, over in that I, deal. Which one? Was it Delonte West in that trade? Yeah. He was the best part of that trade. Oh, man, he was wonderful. I love that guy. That, that's an all-time cab for me. And, and uh, sort of like, in, you know. Yeah, we, I don't know. We, the, we traded uh, Larry Hughes, Drew Gooden. Oh. Cedric Cedric Simmons, who I don't really remember, Shannon Brown, who we definitely remember, uh, and Ira Nubel and Danielle Marshall. Ira Nubel. Oh man, you remember Ira Nubel? You met Ira Nubel. I know. I hung out with Ira Nubel. <laughs> Told me I talked too loud. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter was going on with all-time uh, Cavs lineups. Ah, I Cavs saw being, that. Cavs being the uh, natural autocorrect uh, mistake when you type in Cavs. Yeah, uh, and uh, he did not have Iron Nubel in starting five, which I thought was crazy. He had Anthony Parker in there. Anthony no, Parker. no, no, Anthony no. Parker was useful. Yeah, that's not accurate at all. That was outrageous. Couldn't believe I that. Could, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> anyway, so so we're going to start with a quick reaction to the Cavs Celtics game today, followed by an analysis of the thermonuclear trade bomb dropped by Kobe uh, Big Balls Altman. I'm dubbing him. I don't know if this is very catchy or not. but I'm. I'm it's not, but go with it. <laughs> well, we got to do something, right? He, he's deserved the nickname, wouldn't you say? I don't know. His name's Kobe. That's true. Uh, all right. So uh, you, you caught the second half of that game. That was probably the best part. <laughs> How'd you I don't think? know. The first half seemed like it was all right, other than LeBron getting hurt. Yeah, well, it was just a, you know, just game being. That was just, you know, Achilles being nicked. Oh, nothing. Nothing yeah. major then. <laughs> he just, you know, rubbed some dirt on it, went back out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, boy, uh, what a difference, huh? Woo! I had I mean, even that, even the Atlanta game was, was, a, exactly. you felt a change, right? Exactly. I mean, yes, it was Atlanta. They stink, you know, but, Teddy, oh, man, it just, but I, I just say, I haven't hooted like that during a Cavs game in a long time. And that's my preferred uh, uh, reaction to uh, uh, embarrassing plays that the Cavs do that, that just obliterate the other team. Just just monster dunks. Oh, the <laughs> yes. My shout out to Yes. Shout out to Skylar Schmidt on those. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's right. So we all I mean, that's, he's the originator of that move. Yes, yes. Most full credit, full credit to, to Skylar. Uh, man, that is it's, it's a great way. It's a great sound to make during a game. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. Much better than it's, it's amazing. In, it's amazing out in public too. <laughs> yes. Although, yeah, no shout out. Crowder Chowder in Boston was pretty good. That's true. <laughs> this is but, true. Uh, no, that's the crazy thing about this trade, right? I mean, you, even before they arrived, as you said, the Atlanta game. The most noticeable thing you see about this team is not so much the new players. We'll talk about them in a second, but the old Cavs are back. Right, yeah. Like LeBron has been a different person since he heard about the trades coming. Right, uh, yep. he had a jump in his step, but Jr. We had old Jr. back today. Like, yeah, he, he looked great. Back and forth, he had he had a monster dunk, killing uh, what's that that you know white uh, Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines, yeah, that that white nationalist Aaron Baines. Uh, I can say that he's right. Aus- he's Australian, you know. Come on, don't we know that, that that's a hot bit of racism? They have white, they have white nationalism down there, that's for sure. But they do, they do. ironically, I, I work with many Australians who are wonderful people. But you know, I'm sure they back me up on this. Yeah, um, no, but no, but uh, uh, and then also he had like his like the second play of the game, he got this pass in the corner, in in, in like he was like in full sprint, stopped in the corner on a dime, 
and launch a three-pointer for good. Like that was old JR. Didn't even bother to look at the basket. Yep. Just threw it up. Get another quick trigger three-pointer. It was like it looked like he's he's back. And oh, it was so great to see. He also had an amazing block where he hedged in on a pick and roll. And so the guy kicked it out to the corner and he recovered in time to block the three-point shot. It was it was amazing. It was so great to see him uh, uh, being back to his old self. Just amazing. Love it. Ooh. Absolutely love it. And then there was uh, my new number one crush. Oh boy, oh. Patty, things oh. are happening here. You just I, I, every time I think about him, I get this these these butterflies in my stomach. I get real nervous. I get real excited. Chetty Osman, man, he's just he's awesome, man. Sorry, I just did it. I went there. Do you hear? You heard Van Gundy crushing on him. Oh, I can't blame him. I mean, oh, I, I know you can't. He's a head and shoulders model, for God's sake. There's there's gifts out there of him taking showers. Oh, pal, Jesus, Pat. I hope your wife doesn't know about that. I mean, she's going to have to be okay with it. It's just going to be, you know, part of our marriage now. Uh, yeah. I'm, I have a crush on Jenny Osmond. I don't care who knows it. I love him. I just <laughs> puppy dog. I mean, even when he – you, you probably missed this. He had this amazing steal on the open court as we're breaking things open towards the end of the second quarter – Free uh, uh, path of the basket, and he went up and he he, he doinked dunk. Oh, I, I did see that. And you know what? That just makes him so much more lovable. Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> just slipped out of his hands a little. You, know, just, you never know what's going to happen with that guy. It's just. Did you see the quote that uh, my brother sent us from Matt Berenger? Oh no! What was that? He said he's like an untamed bull. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I mean, interesting thing about him tonight, they um, let him match up. Like, it was intentional on Kyrie. One on one. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. And, well, I mean, he, he quitted himself well. Kyrie, Felt like he held his own, didn't it? He held his own. Like, Kyrie beat him a few times and, and pulled fouls. I think he got a couple of baskets um, uh, driving the bat. But he, he worked hard. He clearly bothered Kyrie. Kyrie was doing a couple, like, ex- extra – uh, uh, jumpers because he was getting annoyed with, with you know like he was getting Delhi annoyed right remember this, the all those uh, camp stories of how uh, Delhi annoyed the shit out of Kyrie by actually playing really hard on him I do I think that's what Chetty was doing and he was keeping his own he's got good length but you know who really did bother him is uh, George Hill yeah um, he looked good he got a couple of uh, steals and uh, or at least helped to force some turnovers um, fighting through picks at a couple of, and they, like that this team, Patty, the new guys look good. Just try, a bunch of tryhards, you called them, Patty? You know, th- th- did I call them tryhards? I think in our rundown, you right, called them a bunch of tryhards. Tryhards, yeah. But that was before I saw the game. I was like, tryhards who were actually kind of good. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. My whole point is, is with the tryhard thing is like, the Celtics are so annoying when they just try hard. They're a bunch of no talent, you know, assholes just trying hard. These guys are actually pretty good, but they also do try. Like, and trying goes a long way. Uh, uh, as the Celtics have shown, uh, man, it was so nice watching guys fight through picks. And actually, not- challenging dunks, as we said in the uh, the thread with my brother. God, that's incredible. Have we seen that all year? No, I mean, guys are just dodging left and right, like they don't want to be posterized. And it's like it, challenging dunks is not like the biggest, most important play of the game because usually you're out of position by that point, and you're just maybe going to foul, and it's going to pump them up, and you do get posterized. But, like, the fact that they're trying tells me they don't give a shit about that. They're just trying hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
they don't care about the risk. They don't care about the embarrassment. They're trying real hard. Like that's just like that was like one of those weird like bellwether moments. Like, ooh, they are really into this. Like they're they're excited and happy to play with each other. That was crazy, man. Jesus. Really a fun game, man. Um, one inch dynamic I saw, I was watching on Twitter. I don't know if you saw, but they were doing a couple of pick and roll actions, LeBron and Larry Nance Jr. Uh, and the Celtics would either like overcommit their guy in the uh, perimeter to help uh, cover on it because they didn't want the dunk, uh, which left the guy wide open. They, could, they gave Clarkson two three pointers, two wide open three point shots. Um, and the other one is, oh, that yeah, yeah, they don't do it, and then the Larry Nance dunks all over them. Yeah, I was like, that's a ooh, that's that's some nice action that's gonna be tough for them, especially if somebody better than Clarkson shooting. Uh, so I don't know. That's that got me excited about all these caps. But Hood had a bunch of threes. Hill had a bunch of threes. Clarkson had a bunch of threes. Nance had a bunch of dunks, and, and they all played really good defense. Yeah, or at least like bothering defense. Yes, trying defense, Patty. <laughs> trying. What were you? I mean, other takeaways from the second half that you were able to see? Uh, I mean, it's really just that. There's so much energy. Hmm. Which is – it just feels like addition by subtraction. I mean, that's how the Atlanta game felt. Oh, completely. Like, what – I mean, we didn't really add anything, right? We no, didn't. We, played, we played seven guys. Seven guys uh, and two D-League players. We played, like, 20 minutes or something. I think only one of them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got in at the end, but – But he played a lot. John uh, Holland play, only played a little bit. Um yeah, God, I just like how bad were things? <laughs> I mean, it gets pretty bad. Bad. I mean, and the quotes after the game, LeBron keeps talking about effort and like just you know, selfless guys who who uh, put in the effort, put in the effort. Like, he keeps trying to say no, no shade on those guys, but like I mean, there's all tons of shade on those guys. Uh, I mean. Somebody was pointing out, like, he found a way to work in a, 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 a reference in his post-game uh, interview. He was talking about how his voice is sore from calling out a lot of, uh, of the defensive uh, uh, alignments. Yeah, I heard that. But he ended with, like, I need to go back and sip some tea. I got to sip some tea for this, you know, for my throat. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best well-played. I mean, you could tell he had that, like, craft that he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. How he could work that out and have an out. Uh, anyway, the, it. That was great. And one thing, one thing that the game saw that, that I saw that was interesting right away was I, one of the things I want to tell you about this. I, I, we originally we were planning to like pod before the game. Um, and I was going to say I wanted to keep an eye on the length because to me that's yeah. the, the trade. What we have now is something I don't think we've had since LeBron came back. Uh, I don't believe that we have a player with a wingspan below six foot five inches. Besides Calderon? Yeah, and I, and I don't count that. You're right. Calderon, but that he's not going to be in the main rotation. So in the main rotation, the main like ten guys are going to play. Yeah. And maybe Corver. I have to look him up. Um, Corver might be a little bit under, but he's you know he's still pretty tall. Was he six seven? Mm-hmm. You care to guess what that what that was last year with Kyrie? What Kyrie's win- um, by the way, I've got uh, Corver with a seven foot wingspan. Woo! So yeah. Six foot five. So, we're, we're, so just you know, George Hill is is six three, but he has a six foot five wingspan. Uh, and I think uh, six foot five is Clarkson's too, but I could be wrong. I think it's pretty similar. They're both very long, rangy guys, right? So even though they're six three, Kyrie's also six three, but his wingspan is. Do you, you want to guess what it is? 
Uh, Jordan Clarkson, seven foot wingspan, also Patty. Ooh, even better. Nice. Uh, I'm not gonna look, Kyrie. I'll make a real guess. Um, yes. I don't know, six three, six foot. What short arms? Short arms. Oh yeah, that Make checks with what I'm seeing he's here. Tall. He's tall, but he's, not, he's six foot uh, wingspan, which means he's not doesn't have long arms. Doesn't he? His, he can't bother guys. You know, you know who else has a six foot wingspan? Who? Isaiah Thomas. Ooh, that, whoa, mind blown. I mean, height goes for something, but that is weird. I mean, that, that makes Kyrie's finish at the rim all the more remarkable. <laughs> but, such uh, short arms. Oh, yeah, arms. that's odd. Alligator arms. Yeah. Alligator Kyrie. Um, so th- that's, no idea. that to me is huge. Because remember, we used to still play a switching defense against the Warriors. Uh, and Kyrie was the, was, the, was the weak link. And you know, they didn't, the, the Warriors didn't exploit him that much because it wasn't their style of play. Um, but like, boy, he was he was a problem when he was matched up against um, um, DeRozan, right in the playoffs. Like he couldn't mm-hmm. stop. He was a problem when he was matched up against um, uh, Livingston. Uh, these guys would just back him down and shoot over his head. Like any guy, like you know, Kyrie was a problem in that respect. I don't think that's going to be an issue. The first time we have any, we can switch at every single position, and we rarely will have those big matchup issues. Or at least we've minimized the matchup issues. Like Kevin Love is certainly a matchup issue for some uh, assignments. Mm-hmm. His big man is going to be a matchup, matchup problem for some of our guards. But like we can now kind of minimize those issues, opposed to having to cover for Kyrie and for, for Love. So, big question though is are these guys going to be good on defense? Because they all have some sort of question marks on D a little bit. But they have all the tools, and that's something we've never had before. So that's what makes me excited about the trade for the most part. Yeah, I agree with I'm, I think of the um, the Thunder team from the year before Durant left. That's what they were going for, and that team gave the Warriors all sorts of problems, as exactly. you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was their whole thing, was that they were long and rangy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting their hands on a lot of balls, making the passing lanes and driving lanes real tight. Especially because the Warriors are turnover prone, right? Mm-hmm. These heels, and so you need, and we we just got a got we got a bunch of guys that are known for creating turnovers. Hill, I think, is one, and I think Nance is the other. Those two guys have like way above average turnover rates in terms of causing turnovers. I think I'm, I'm, I know for sure Nance. I thought that's what I read about Hill, but at least you know two of the guys we got have mm-hmm. turnover rates. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and again, the fact that we had two three point shooters is. Big, like we gave up Fry, but Fry was quite questionably playable, right, against certain lineups. And I miss Fry, but like we were able to turn one shooter into two. That's that's huge. Plus, got younger. Plus, got longer. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm pretty psyched about the trade so far. Not just because of the game, but like I, I this, these are some of the reasons I was super psyched about it early on. To, you know, to, it's a, nice. It's nice to have guys that want to be here. Yeah. Right. Just, I mean, there was there was a lot of talk about that in the post game, I think, right? About that these guys really look up to LeBron and want to play with him, and maybe Thomas and Crowder, excuse me, not so much. Yeah, because yeah, because they played against them, right? They resented mm-hmm. them. They had that chip on their shoulders. Now they're right. You don't want to, yeah, defer to him a bit. And I don't know how much of that is really true, but I don't know. I. It was so much joy on that floor. Yeah, and I caught myself thinking a lot in that game again about like how weird Kyrie is. Yeah, and that decision—he gets praised from a lot of people for wanting to go out on his own and do his own thing and have his own team. And I guess, but 
I don't There's also something to be said for you're walking away from a championship contender. Yeah, that's a pretty, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess you can say I mean, the, the defense people gave for him, and I've, I've always read the praise that he's gotten as being uh, uh, people giving contrarian uh, defensive Kyrie takes, and it is sort of bizarre and indefensible to leave a, a, a title team. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep saying, well, LeBron also left the title team, right? He left the the, the, the Heat for the Cavs, uh, you know. But the difference or the being- Cavs for the Heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, we hadn't been to the finals the last two years, so that's true. Exactly that he was that we weren't that we didn't have it, right? You know, so we hadn't proved the last two years. But you know, uh, again, LeBron was going home in particular. It wasn't just so much leaving the team. Uh, well, and that Heat team was done. It, 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 it certainly was. I think that everyone kind of knew that a little bit. Um, but anyway, that, yeah, no, I think. I don't think Kyrie gets enough shit for the fact that he wasn't talking to anyone on the team in the playoffs last year, which which we discovered after the season. I think yeah. that's a weird vibe to be dealing with. And the fact is that we kind of don't know if he's a little bit out there. You know, like we kept thinking. Oh, I think that, we know he's a little bit out there. I mean, we always assumed that he was just trolling people with the, the flat earth talk. I don't even know or care if he believes the flat earth stuff, but. This is some weird shit, dude. It acts really strange about a lot of things. That, you know that we talked about this before—the hotel story about the bed bugs. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't get more shit about that. It's wild. So I don't know. I mean, he—he he still is his amazing self watching him play today. Like, but at the same time, you—you—you. You, you, part of this game was the was uh, uh, the Celtics missing a lot of shots and Kyrie missing a lot of those like shots that he normally makes. But I remember those Cavs games, right, where we just be like, ah, if Kyrie's not making these shots, we're fucked. You know, like that was our game. He's not making those insane shots. Well, he, you know, he also, Pat, he was, what do you think he shot for the day? Don't look. Ooh, I don't look. I mean, he started out really hot, uh, but I felt like he cooled off. Oh, man. But you're right. He was already really hot. So maybe 50%, 45? 50%. He was 7 of 14 from the field. He was 1 of 7 from 3. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so 6 of 7 outside of three point range. He just couldn't hit his threes today. Yeah. I think that helps uh, uh, because he hits a few of those and, and it's a little bit closer before it gets totally blown out. But no, the Cavs, I mean, that's the thing. We were just bothering the whole the whole game. They did not have easy looks. Nothing looked easy for them. It was nice for a chance to not see the other team have, like, have everything look easy for them. We made them work for everything. The Cavs had a lot of nice, easy passes for buckets. It was just great. I just love that shit. Um, you know, the only thing I want to bring up, Maddie, and I'd love to get your take on it, is – it seemed to me that Kobe Alton was not just going for younger guys um, and, and holding on to that, that Brooklyn pick, which is looking nicer every day. Um, like right now, I believe one and a half games separates it from the eighth pick and the first pick in the draft. In terms of uh, uh, odds, right? Yeah, obviously, the, the lottery, lottery balls will uh, determine a lot of that. Are going to bounce where they may. But yeah, they are one. They're tied with the Magic, a game ahead of, ahead of... I don't know how... They're a game better... Than the Hawks in a game worse than the Bulls, and uh, essentially tied with Phoenix and a half a game better than the Kings. So yeah, they're they're in a huge scrum. Yeah. So so we'll see how that turns out. I love that the Cavs tried to trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I was listening to this in the uh, the Low Post podcast, like the <laughs> the idea of trying to like, hey, we'll give you our first round draft pick if you give us Spencer Dinwiddie and stop winning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, just to make our pick a little better. And just agree to really stop trying the rest of the way. Yeah, exactly. I think Spencer Dinwiddie has like three game winners for the for the Nets. Yeah, I think that's right. Bastard. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, uh, oh, yeah, so so I, I, 
see, he's not just going younger, not just going uh, for maintaining the future assets and for three-point shooting, but literally he was looking for guys who can be low usage and high efficiency. Like be- Besides know, Clarkson. Right, Clarkson being the, the – we were taking out his contract, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Hill is a great example of that, right? Most of his career he's been low usage but has is one of the more efficient like scorers uh, uh, in the league because he shoots great three percentage and he shoots great at the rim. Good shooter in general, doesn't turn the ball over, uh, which is huge for us because when we turn the ball over, we you know stress our transition defense. Um, Although that's a whole thing now too. Mm-hmm. You mean our, just our our, transi- our transition D should not be nearly as bad as it was. True, that's true. Um, uh, Hood, I think, has been uh, a bit more high usage because of the teams have been on the past, but his game kind of fits a three and D guy. You know, yes, I agree with that. Him. He's great at shooting. Um, he's good on defense. And so, like, that sounds great. Clark, I said Clarkson, Clarkson, Clarkson is a trucker, but has great length, a lot of talent. Maybe he can something else that uh, Nance might be, you know, Tristan Thompson, but more athletic. Um, so, I, you know, the idea they're targeting these guys that fit well with LeBron as opposed to being like guys that need the ball in their hand. Like, yeah. Totally the ball. I mean, Clarkson does maybe to an extent, uh, but most of these guys do not need the ball in their hand to be effective like nance hood and hill also all seem like guys that are designed to be great a lot around lebron lebron excuse me so that that makes me really feel good about this i th- i think that's i mean what what does it do for us against the warriors right like we don't have the criticism you hear is like the numbers a, like the numbers <laughs> we don't have a secondary ball handler to create offense right and that's still true mm-hmm for the most part, but but yeah, we can run better than we could before, mm-hmm. and we are also set up. I'm still pretty comfortable with a half court offense that is give the ball to LeBron and take advantage of what you just said with players that mesh well with him. Yeah, maybe they start passing more. I don't know. <laughs> in in the half court, there's and there's something to that. Just, I was watching so many like non LeBron passes today. Like there was a like, great little moment where. Um, uh, Nance, I think, got in trouble in the corner. And oh, it was with Cor- with Corver that, that little thing. Dumped it off, slipped the screen, and Corver hit him, and he dunked it. It was just it was yep. fantastic. There's a bunch of plays like that from, from guys who weren't LeBron, just making smart basketball plays. Because you know Nance, one of the things he's he's got going for him, he has a good reputation for, is a high basketball IQ. Yes, that's definitely true. So, oh man, uh, it's early. No, like you said, it's just one game, but I just wanted to be. Uh, uh, Effusive for a moment. Enjoy this, because uh, you know, we we play the the Thunder on Tuesday night, so it'll be another big test and see if we can. Pull up a- wow, won't, won't that be nice to see if we don't get blown out by yeah something look, points? Is it nice to look forward to watching a game? That was not looking oh. to the no this the team. I mean, that's the biggest thing is the team was getting so hard to watch. <sighs> yeah, I stopped. I only watched them on Twitter. I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got my championship. I don't need to put up with this. I, will I love the idea that you were watching them on Twitter, too. <laughs> it's totally what I'm doing. I, I will be doing something else. I'll just check in my Twitter feed, read a few funny things, and go, eh, no, done. <laughs> watching back. on Twitter, though, is that, that turn of phrase makes me laugh. Well, thank you. You, you can use that. <laughs> For my permission. <laughs> um, all right, so I want to ask you a new question uh, as we wrap uh, up here a little bit. Um, so if we were to revisit the Kyrie trade, the Kyrie trade now, I love playing this game, when, when you start, you know, add up all the subsequent trades, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically now, correct me if I'm wrong, 
we basically traded Kyrie, Shump, Channing Fry, and our own first round pick uh, for George Hill, Rodney Hood, Larry Nance, uh, 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 Jordan Clarkson, Ante Zizic, and the Brooklyn 2018 first round pick. I think that's right. Because uh, Ro- Rose and Wade are minimum contracts. We also traded them, but we didn't have them at the time of the Kyrie trade. Um, so you feel better about that trade than you did the August trade? Like, I, this, is, this, is hard, this is hard to answer now because of how bad Crowder and, and Thomas been. were, right? right? But at the time, everyone was really psyched about the uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, trade, right? Really psyched? Most uh, people, you, uh, you and I, I think, were, came out pretty strongly against saying, just don't trade Kyrie. Like, you just don't trade him. Like, yeah, don't. and I, I think I saw, as I remember, I sort of had like a, well, this is maybe we made the yes. best of a bad hand here. Yeah. Um, psyched, I don't think so. So I, I, I feel better about this now. If you had told me then that's the deal we're going to make. Yeah, well, I guess here's what I don't I'm, know that I would have felt great about, you know, like it's a, that's a, you're trading a superstar for a bunch of, a poo-poo platter sort of, right? I would have felt terrible. And the pick. That's true. That is true. If, if I had my choice between these trades in August, uh, I, I might, uh, I don't know. I might talk myself into the Hillhood, Nance, and Clarkson thing just because of the length issues. Right. My biggest problem with the Isaiah Thomas trade was I don't care if he's good. We can't beat the Warriors with Isaiah Thomas as one of our big three. Like that was my attitude. Like he's gonna play tons of minutes. He's gonna be a huge liability. We aren't a good defensive team to begin with. Yeah. Like, my big complaint about against that. But yeah, it wouldn't have been psyched. But like now, I I don't know that I hate the Kyrie trade as much. So that's my question to you. Uh, I hate. Or I certainly hate it less than I did a week ago. Yeah. Um, right, but if you think about our team now, and what we have going into next year, and just the young core that could be there, plus the pick, yeah, would you rather have Kyrie, Shump, Fry, and our own, you know, first rounder, or would you rather have these guys in the Brooklyn pick? I think I still say Kyrie personally. Yeah, oh, I think you gotta still say Kyrie, right? Just because he's uh, he's incredible. Uh, uh, he's that he's that good. He's that good. The watching how easy he gets those buckets next to LeBron. I don't know. I still and I still feel like we had some bad bounces in those finals, and we could have been much tighter in that series than it was. Yes, there's. Uh, there's I don't think we win that one, but I don't think we do it's, either, it's but not I, as bad as it looked. It seems, and I think we could have come back stronger this year with you know another year with that team uh, uh, together. But yeah. I don't know. I don't feel that bad about this because I like the I like the puncher's chance with these young, long, rangy guys. That look, if Ty Lue can earn his salt now, I don't know. I I, I like our underdog chance now. Kind of excited about it. But yeah, so we I guess we agreed. Still, still Kyrie by a hair, but I'm surprised it's by a hair. Yeah, it's. I think you still want. Again, this is tough to. Kyrie's hurt my feelings at this point, so it's hard yeah. for me to yeah. to evaluate him honestly. Um, but yeah, I feel a whole I, I feel a whole lot better. Absolutely right. A whole lot. It's just fun. Like you said, at least it's going to be fun watching games now. Yeah, I'm excited about the playoffs now. I was not excited last week. No, scared. <laughs> 
I really – listen, at the end of the day, I really can't believe we got George Hill and Rodney uh, Hood. I yeah. Possible. I, I, I knew Rodney Hood was sort of on the market, but I didn't know we could get him for what we got him for. Uh, I, Nance wasn't even on my radar. Uh, uh, and at first I was like, what, do we have room for him? We also have TT. Doesn't he kind of fill the same role TT has? It's like, no, he plays a really – they have very similar traits, but like he plays a different game. Yeah, really I agree. Game. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Having two big guys like that that can switch in the perimeter, that's really fucking cool. That's a really versatile lineup that we've got. And, I, and again, we talked about it, I think, on, on WhatsApp. It's interesting to see what this lineup's going to be, um, it, you know, uh, uh, when Kevin Love comes back. Uh, it looks like they decide to keep Hood in the second unit, and that's what they want to do, just to, to have – I think they want to pair Hood with Clarkson's, my guess. Um, so that, so they, he's surrounded by shooters, Clarkson, Hood, and um, uh, Corver. But so Chetty's in the starting lineup for now, and I think Chetty will be swapped out for Love uh, when he comes back. And then where does Chetty go? Like that's uh, that'll be interesting. There's, they're basically eleven. We have eleven really playable guys uh, on this. Yeah, team. and I think it'll. And God, how much do we trust Tyloo to sort that? I don't know. I think it come, the interesting thing is it comes down to Jeff Green, Chetty, and Nance. I think right. Those are the three that'll be fighting fighting for the last spot. Um, maybe Clarkson. If Clarkson's not doing great, I don't know. Maybe we can. We can Corver against certain teams. Maybe. Ah, man, his three point shooting though. It's no, I know. Someone's pointing out like he tries really hard on defense, and boy, his defense is not as nose. His bad defense is not as noticeable when he's surrounded by a bunch of young, long guys who are really good at defense, right? Yeah, get, that's definitely true. That's the whole thing. When you have this many guys like this, it makes the few weak spots easier to protect against. Totally agree with that. So, ah, man, it's exciting. Because they weren't just doing – they weren't switching everything. They were fighting through picks. That was interesting. They were like, no, I'm sticking to it. Like, I'm not going to switch. I'm going to fight through this pick. And, like, that just make, opens up a lot of possibilities on defense. So, I'm very excited about this. I'm really excited about the defense and the length. This is this is going to be fun to watch. And I am I can't wait for Tuesday night, man. Pat, I think we're going to be potting again. I think we will. This is this – is, this is not just breathe. This trade did not just breathe new life into the podcast. I'm sorry, I just, I just blew yeah, it. you blew you blew it. Did oh, not just breathe life into the the calves. It blew life in the podcast. Oh, that's there you go. Oh, sorry, I got there eventually. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else to add, Maddie, for our, our, our short, fast, uh, um, instant pod? Uh, no, that's it. It's just so it's nice, man. It feels good. I'm excited to watch this team. Let's let's see him give the Thunder a good go on Tuesday and go into the All-Star break and I don't know, get some practice time together and and have a life coming out of out of out of the second half. Well, but it's Altman's quote, this team felt like they were on a death march and I didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't really want to be a part of it either. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. glad to be off that train. Whatever happens, at least it'll be fun. I'm with Kobe on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we wait, wait, Jesus Christ, man. We didn't think about the best part of today's game. The best part of today's fucking game. Shitting all over Paul Pierce Day? God damn it, yes. Yeah. This is Paul Pierce's night, and they made the inexplicable decision to hold his ceremony, his retirement ceremony, which he bitched and moaned about because Isaiah Thomas wanted to have his, his uh, tribute during the same game. They chose to hold it after the game. Yeah. All the motherfuckers had to sit courtside for a horrible blowout and sit through it with their mopey ass faces. Oh, we ruined Paul Pierce retirement night. 
Did you see all the shots of LeBron just staring daggers at at, uh, Garnett and Rondo and those guys? (laughs) Oh, man, that was great. Did you see that Windhorse quote where he was like, having spent time with ESPN with Paul Pierce now, he's told me a lot about how crazy Kevin Garnett's trash talk was for LeBron. And LeBron has the longest memory of anybody that I know. (laughs) Apparently, Kevin Garnett gave him a hug after the game and said, uh, like, you know, you guys look different. Or something. I don't know, but uh, I also saw somewhere else that um, uh, uh, people were having difficulty ranking who was having the most fun, like LeBron, Cavs fans, or Lakers fans. So apparently, Lakers fans on Twitter were just enjoying the shit out of this game, knowing that it was Paul Pierce retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so you got res- you have to respect the petty there. That's pretty. Oh yeah, I enjoy it. Oh man, that made me so happy just making them sit there and have to. And the whole fan, the fans had to sit through that too. They had to sit and watch. They had to oh, sit my, yes. the entire beatdown. Oh, another point. The Celtics have the, number, the Celtics have the number one defense in the league. We score the most points in them all season. Yes. Today, in twenty one. I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty we're not catching. We're not catching them in the standings, but we also have the tie break on them now. That's true. Yeah, I don't even care about the standings. I, I'd rather beat them on the road. I, I, I made this point before. I have no fear in the Eastern Conference, at least, about not having the home court advantage. They should just. They should not worry about that. They should just worry about getting better as a team. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Patty, coming out of the All-Star break, we have a pretty easy schedule. We hit the hardest part of our schedule just now, which is why we're so far down. But I, I couldn't believe, by the way, when this was all said and done, someone said that the Cavs are in the third place. I'm like, we're still in fucking third? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, are we in third? I feel like we've been lo- losing for like a month and a half straight. Yeah. This is pretty bad. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, that just, you know what? Oh, that trade, that game, that was just like the the – I felt like the wind beneath Chetty Osman's hair. <laughs> Pat's got a new love in his life. Everything's good. <laughs> a hitch of my step. I'm in love, Patty. What can I say? Uh, it's it's quite a feeling, Patty. Enjoy it. Uh, I will. All right. Uh, I think that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Yes, Maddie? I think so. All right. Until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Shoot.